everybody. But we're also on tape. We are deep down in the bowels of least music. It's episode 63 of Kamloops last week. Chris Folds, Greg the Engineer, Magic Mike, and Bill at the controls. Foldsy, great job last week at the forum. I want to say right off the bat, I thought you did a good job. Mm -hmm. um, general thoughts on, on the forum. It's a good forum. It's, a, it's the only forum. We, we and CBC and NL, we do the only forum where every candidate for City Hall gets a good amount of time on stage to answer questions. It's hard to do because in the past, we try to do it with 25, 28 people. It's impossible. So we broke it into groups. And I think a lot of people liked how it worked. We had uh, um, Lee's Music's uh, great podiums that were uh, color-coded to try to keep uh, people on their, on their time limit, which generally worked for the candidates. So um, I think it was a great forum. And it, and it was the, um, I've done uh, 5, 8, 11, 14, 17, 18. This is the seventh civic election since I've been in Kamloops. And that was by far the largest crowd we've ever had. Great show today. Last week, Polly Cleek, Jessica Wallace comes on, Michael Potestio comes on. We're going to talk all things politics, elections coming up. Also, Greg the Engineer, Logan Stankoven, he's back. Yep. And we have him on this show. Talked to him yesterday after practice. His hockey gear, it's still on a, a plane yeah, somewhere or in an right. airport. It's lost, but he'll get it back in time to play. Supply chain issues. Supply chain issues. Anyway... Sadie was on here last week, and mm. she made a point about this might not be the best way to get your point across some of these forums. And I thought right off the bat, the first person that comes up, it's it's the pesticide lady, mm. right? Yep. Nothing against her policy. Diane Szewski, that's okay. right. Heart of gold, I'm sure yep. she has. But that was just right off the bat, my eyes start to roll, and it's just an agenda, right? Well, here's the thing. Uh, during the election, during the before the forum, I got there early, and I had to stop someone from leafleting the whole place with some kind of um, sort of anti-pesticide, uh, pro-pesticide, different pesticide lady. I had to, you had to deal with that. Get the get the pamphlets out, hand them out outside. There's a rule, nothing inside. And then um, I actually spoke to Diane, the pesticide lady, because she came up to me and says, "I have all these issues I want to make." I said, "Well, you know." You got to get right to the point. You got to get right to the point. And I looked at her thing. I said, just ask the council this question. Say pesticides are bad. We know it. When are you going to ban them for uh, city use? That's all you have to say. Mm -hmm. Get rid of all the rest. Another lady came up on the other side, and she wanted to talk about crime, crime punishment, and all that. And she's been a victim of of crime a couple times. And she's very scared. She also had all these lists. And I said, just get to the point. Both of them said, great, I'll get to the point. And what happened when we got to the mic? They didn't get to the point. And Doug Herbert, I thought, actually did a pretty good job mm -hmm. of cutting them off and saying. What's your question? What's your question? But it didn't phase them sometimes. No, it didn't. But they see, keep going. we have a plan for next time. And our next, uh, our next, um, you know, barring the, the pending recession that's probably going to put us all at work next year, um, if that doesn't work, we're going to have a federal, well, the World Monetary Fund. They're meeting in Washington, D.C. And this morning, I was up at 4 in the you. morning. This morning, I was, I was up and, uh, well, Trudeau's there and all, right? Since okay. the IMF is meeting. And, um, and, and, and the, the outlook is bleaker than ever. I'm, I'm freaked out about 2023. Nevertheless, let's say we're here next year and everything's okay. Or, you know, we're wearing a few less uh, baubles. Um, the federal election has to be called within two years. And it'll probably be called next year, we think. Uh, um, maybe next year uh, Trudeau will try to call it or something. Anyway, the next election forum. This is my long-winded way of getting to the point. Like the ladies at the, at the yeah, mic. Just, um, let's go. Can you get to your question, please? <laughs> so everything, everything works well, right? We got, we got, we got uh, Mike and his crew's uh, great lighted podiums. We have the candidates. We have good moderators. Next time, we um, are instituting a 30-second limit 
on questions. So we're going to say long, no. No, thirty is great. It's ah. not. It's about. It's about a third of what most of them are doing. So thirty seconds, maybe twenty-five seconds. Well, fifteen. And, well, maybe now we'll go twenty-five. It's, it's like the NFL and CFL <laughs> game clock. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go twenty-five thirty seconds. And what we're gonna do is I'm gonna make sure next time we're gonna um, emphasize that point, saying, okay, you have a question. You have thirty seconds or twenty-five seconds, whatever. At that point, your mic cuts off. You're gone, and you can't keep talking. So at that point, Mike or Bill or Engineer Greg, they'll just cut the mic, and that yeah. solves that problem. Now someone said, well, why don't you have uh, you know uh, vetted questions? I don't want vetted questions. I don't want I want them. To ask whatever they want to ask or why don't you have them hand in the questions and then the moderator asks them. It slows down the process. Yeah, it, it cancels the duplicate questions, but it takes agency out of the voter. I don't like to do that. Well, I don't know. I think that idea about write your questions down, I, no. I do like hearing from the people. Because people it, might like be there and, and then you have to have someone running around grabbing the questions and during the form someone might say, hey, I, got, I just yeah, got an idea no, for a okay, question. Okay, fair enough. Mike, what did you think in general about the whole thing? Well, just really quickly to Chris's point, uh, I've been working on a technology that will actually zap, not anything lethal, <laughs> but zap the speaker when they get close to yes. over time. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's in easy. partnership with the Kamloops RCMP. <laughs> yeah, just tasers. Yeah, uh, but you know how hard it is to buy a taser? <laughs> yeah, very hard, yes. Well, bear spray is available. But that's the one thing. But other than that, to be honest, the forum was great. I think it's always, this is a great forum. We got really good stories of it at camlessthisweek.com. And in today's newspaper, uh, October 12th, we have a, a story on every single group of candidates. Um, it's good. It's I will good say, form. even on that question about pesticides, you get an idea for who's done this before. Mm -hmm. Who, because two or three of the candidates had answers. They had dealt with this lady, yeah. and a couple of candidates had no clue. Yeah. And they, and that kind of there were a few a, candidates. It's a window there. into who's prepared for this type of thing and who's sure. not. Sure. And, and and I think and the interesting thing is there's uh, well there's there was uh, two candidates that weren't weren't there, but one Rio Rochelet, he, he he's his agenda is filling in the potholes, and he's he's an older guy who's who means well, but he's not going to get elected, and. Um, uh, but there was a couple of, uh, of candidates, including Daryl Leverrière, who just admitted, "I don't know, and I need, to, I, I don't know half of what I'm here for, and, and I'm just, I'm just a funny guy." So well, he's for not me, there was elected. too much of that from some of the mayoral candidates too. That can be an answer every once in a while, like I don't know, but I'll talk to you. But yeah. if you're, if that's your answer, 75% of the time, you haven't done your homework. No. Nope. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, um, yeah, I didn't think anybody really stood out. Like nobody really for the mayors really like nailed it. Nobody was terrible. No. Nope. But for me, I won't name names exactly who. There were a couple of answers that made me think I would never vote for this person. Right. So I think it had its value. The, I'm sure there's other people who thought the same thing. Yep. I'll go that answer. Oof, I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah, but you can't just judge, you know, a candidate on one answer. I, but I you can. can. You, you can I judge can. them. I hundred percent can. And, and well, I guess you you might be able to, but you should also think of the uh, the whole body of work. You know how, how they perform during the. Some people get nervous, uh, and then the, the night before, yeah, and, the, and, and, and then tonight, which is October twelfth, the final forum of the year, is at the Colombo Lodge from this. Uh, Canadian Home Builders and Interior Realtor Association, all about housing. If you went there, for example, you might change your mind. So you have to take everything in consideration. If it's about nerves, I understand that. That's yeah. not what it's about. I just mm. sometimes where I thought, is this, is this the person that I want to be the front-facing yeah. representative of our community? Because they are the ambassador. The mayor yeah. is the ambassador. They don't have much more power I, than I know anyone about else, the power. Right? I, I know about yeah. one in nine votes, but yeah. you're still the person that's representing our, our, us in a lot of different places. You're meeting the places. premier. You're meeting the prime minister. You're that meeting matters. all the, yeah, exactly. Mike, anything else? Uh, I sort of feel uh, it's similar to how you feel, Marty, except for I believe that uh, it's not just a one, you can't just judge somebody by one answer. It's, it's like looking at a book and judging it by the cover. That's right. Um, 
Thanks, Chris. And uh, wow, we're ganging up on him. <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree. I think there's. Or it's you, like you going can to totally blow your well, in one like, person's <laughs> mind. You can blow your whole election with with one dumb answer. How many yes, pe- how many how many people have lost out on their soulmate just because they didn't like the one date? <laughs> or they hugged the first date or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like the handshake. <laughs> oh, no, the handshake on the first date. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it was uh, really good to be there. It was good to uh, hear from, from everybody. It was interesting who was quiet and who was really loud. Um, yeah. That, that I thought that was that spoke a lot, too. Um, and then the all the counselors, uh, there's a lot of uh, different agendas out there. And mm-hmm. uh, it's... Um, it's a very diverse group very diverse with respect to, to viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I've got my list, and, and I'm, uh, Checking I'm excited it twice. to see what happens. And you can't go by, one last thing, you can't ever go by uh, the crowd's reaction uh, because it's not a nonpartisan crowd that says, hey, I like this guy. Everyone brings in their supporters or people who really write, like one or two candidates will come in and bring their friends. So it's a, it's a loaded crowd. Yeah. So it sounds good. It was obvious that was a Hamer Jackson pro crowd. There was a lot of people who liked Hamer Jackson there. There was a lot of people who came in and liked uh, Kelly Hall, for example. Yeah. He had a lot of supporters there. Tara Holmes was there and she's a she's a public uh publicly uh, supporting kelly hall so yeah. so it's hard as someone said to me wow that uh you know so and so has lots of support yeah in this crowd they yeah. do but th- does that translate to eighty-two thousand eligible voters Eighty-two thousand? Yeah. no it doesn't well we'll talk more about that with with jessica and mike the last week poly click but first a couple of sponsorship announcements mcdonald's they've been with us for almost 30 episodes and think by now they've got what they needed the dividends they can probably build a new restaurant in juniper with all the money they've made with all the exposure they've got and i thought brandy she's probably not going to sign back on but guess what a big mac size deal contract extension with mcdonald's so thank you very much to mcdonald's we drink exclusively mcdonald's coffee uh, on this show we should get you down to the vancouver and work on the bull horvat deal because you know they can't uh, seem to do it eh? yes maybe he can do what uh, alvin can do (laughs) and i know you guys we have done this actually for generations our families have done this uh on Thanksgiving. And what did we do on Thanksgiving, which our fathers had done before, and, and we continue the tradition this past Thanksgiving, Mike? We go catch a turkey. We go and catch a turkey. Mm-hmm. And where, where do we normally go? Well, you know, the, the hills are alive with the sound of music around Kamloops, but one of the things that, uh, that we try to do is uh, just go find wild turkeys. And it used to be plentiful. But this year was a little tougher. It was tougher this year, yeah, because every time I went up there, I'd just find empty bottles. Well, turkey. Anyway, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. You but can't then, your own jokes. Well, yeah, that's, what, that's the whole point of it is. It's so bad. Anyway, yeah, so I, that's right. And we were trying to find it, and we were wondering, why are there so few turkeys there? So that we ended up, of course, going down to the BC Wildlife Park, because you're guaranteed some kind of bird there, even if it's on the, it's on the sly, right? So. Yeah. Wildlife Park does not sponsor our show, but we were down there anyway. So we ended up at the Wildlife Park, yeah. didn't we? And I was I was a little bit cold, so on the way down there, I stopped to get a McDonald's coffee. Absolutely. And Mike, what did you uh, what did you like about the Wildlife Park? Well, I, I found it quite interesting watching Chris try to scale the eagle's cage, uh, and for us to have to teach him that an eagle is not a turkey. Yes, and also, remember last week, an eagle swooped down in. Yes, and, and grabbed, it grabbed they grabbed the uh, the uh, the produce from New Life New, New, New Leaf Market, and that's also what happened at the uh, at the at the BC Wildlife Park. While I was scaling the fence there, I had some extra um, some vegetables from because I was going to feed the eagles, right? Sure. To, just right? vegetables in your pocket. Yeah, and yeah. It, they fell out, and what did it attract? 
Yeah, right? The bear. Mm-hmm. The bear came out. And then we, he looked kind of tired. Mm-hmm. So that's when you said, Marty, that what would probably make that bear sleep a lot better is... <coughs> a Sealy mattress. From? Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. Yeah. They do everything. And as a matter of fact, Gord Stevens and Herman, they don't like when bears are, are harvested poached. Poached. They're against poaching, yep. and they actually go and hunt poachers. Mm-hmm. So they, they're just benevolent people. And Gord, when he's not hunting poachers, he's giving back through Gord's Giving Back program. Mm-hmm. Where and, and You know this, Mike. Super good. This is what they do. Okay. <laughs> Every month. Every single month, people in need are given an appliance or appliances. You can apply online at gordscamloops.ca. When we come back, the last week, Polly Cleek, we should mention New Leaf Produce Market. It's pumpkin month right now as Halloween's coming up. Have you seen this one before? No. I what what is that? I was looking at that and I thought I was it like, was a raw, I thought it was like one of those it? ornaments you put on your made of uh, stone or something. It's a blue moon pumpkin. Blue moon pumpkin. I'd never seen it before until today. That's what I said, right, Bill? Blue moon. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. Blue moon. And that right there is a snowball pumpkin. It's an onion. It's not an onion. <laughs> they have them at New Leaf Produce Market. You can check this commercial out right now. Are they the same inside, just different colors? Um, I have no idea. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning at the New Leaf Produce Market. <laughs> We're here with Manfred, one of the best employees in Kamloops. And Manfred, what's coming up? Halloween. And what do we need at Halloween? Pumpkins. So we have bins of pumpkins on a sale. 45 in a bin, 170 bucks. And uh, we have a snowball pumpkins, $2 for each. And the larger pumpkins are $4 each. And we have a blue moon pumpkins in a store too. Blue moon pumpkin, I've never seen this one before. It's an absolute Yorker. What's this called? Snowball pumpkins. Snowball pumpkins. Vernon, he's jacked up today as he always is. Halloween's coming up. Get on down to the New Leaf Produce Market and get your pumpkins. Free, one of the best. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> start <laughs> What's coming up? <laughs> Michael Potestio walks in and has the line of the day. He sees the pumpkins and Mike, what did you say? New Leaf has gourds. New Leaf has gourds. Great job, Michael. Good start to the show. Michael Potestio, Jessica Wallace, the last week, Paulie Cleek. We're going to talk about all things election. We're going to talk about the forum. Michael, let's just start with you. General takeaways from the forum last week. What stood out to you? Uh, so I, I think what uh, stood out for me was just the the turnout. When I when I walked in there, it was uh, it was it was quite packed outside the doors. You walk in, you see everybody, you know, candidates and their supporters trying to you know throw a few pamphlets in your face. Then you think, well, this is intense. I really like the TRU forum that uh, that, we, that KGW always puts on. I've been going there ever since I was uh, 18. I got to vote in my first uh, election. It always yeah. feels like the big main event. You know, kind of like the WrestleMania event before the, <laughs> before uh, vo- voting day. And when I got in there, you know, it, 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 it didn't look too filled out. And I was, it was getting kind of close to start time there. And I was thinking, oh, this might be a bit of a, a lower turnout. But, uh, you know, I took my seat. And then, you know, by the time things got going, I turned around, it was just packed. And I thought, yeah. wow, this, uh, it kind of reminded me of, we're thinking about, you know, will there be huge voter turnout? This year, and if that's an indication, I'm thinking uh, maybe so because there was there was a lot of people there, and um, it seemed like a lot of people took a lot of interest, and there's a lot of people checking in on our live stream too. So it was just uh, I thought that was really stoked to me, uh, as well as uh, a lot of fired up questions. Like people were just lined up, just yeah. you know, five yeah. aside for a really long time there, 
And as usual, this is uh, just a constant staple, but you know, people obviously taking their questions. <laughs> we talked about that at the top of the show, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, you can't get away from it. You're always going to get that. People yeah. want to be there as much ask the question as they want to vent. What do you think about, because we talked about this, and maybe Wallace, you can chime in too, about people pre-writing their questions and not having them actually come up to the mic so that uh, it eliminates that problem? I, I, like, I like that idea, but uh, I mean, I don't know if you'll, you'll really get as many people willing to do that. I think a lot of people, they're there to express themselves yeah. in a way. I think if you, if you just got to be a little more forceful with them and maybe turn that, uh, that whole mic cutoff thing <laughs> on them that we had for the candidates that night. You, well, over a certain time limit, you get cut off so we can keep things rolling. What do you think the proper time limit's going to be? I don't know, I'd, I'd say how much, I wasn't really He's, counting, but like maybe 20. Right rules here. Uh, a 20 second play clock like in the CFL, right? You got 20 <laughs> seconds. Depends how fast you talk. Yeah. Yeah. To make your question, 20 seconds, not 40. No, we'll go, I think not we're, we're talking 30, we'll go 25. I said like 25. 15. Anyway, Walsh, there's a lot of things there. Do you want to take it, tackle any of those? Yeah, I mean, that's local democracy in action. It's a good opportunity to hear from the people. We often hear from the talking heads, the candidates, the politicians, the city staff. It's really great to hear what is concerning people. And I was at home sick last week, which was like sitting on the sidelines for the Super Bowl. But um, that's one of the things I really missed was not being there and just asking people what their thoughts were about the candidates and um, hearing firsthand from people about what their concerns are in the community, what they want to see in the next term. Um, however, there were a lot of questions that were asked um, that were outside of the candidate's jurisdiction. So you had a lot of easy answers saying, I'll advocate, I'll advocate, because a lot of the things that they were being asked about, they didn't have the power to really control. So. You know, city council is doing a lot of advocating right now. We hear that all the time. So I, I kind of felt like a lot of those questions made for easy answers. Um, one question in particular about the art center or the cancer clinic being more important, I thought, well, it's kind of silly and it puts it in a light like, obviously cancer is very important. Perhaps you could argue more important than arts, but those are two completely different jurisdictions. So the city funds the recreation side, but they can lobby for the province to, say, improve cancer care in Kamloops. So it kind of felt like a bit of a loaded and maybe not unfair, but kind of a bizarre question. So you, you were at home watching. The feed was a little bit choppy, I think, at times. But uh, what else did you take away from the forum? Yeah, um, I mean, there, were, uh, there was some feistiness. Uh, we heard of the the comment calling Reed Hamer Jackson Trump. Um, I was kind of curious who had made that comment. Uh, you know, there's been a, a bit of a feisty campaign altogether because there's a uh, competitive mayoral um, race. We have we know that we're going to see a new mayor this year. Ken Christian stepped down, and there are three incumbent candidates who are vying for the mayor's chair. In addition to um, some newcomers, there are five people running, and um, if you ask a lot of people. They don't know who is going to be uh, uh, elected yeah. come Saturday. So uh, I think there was a bit of um, feistiness at the at the debate, and um, you know it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on Saturday. Mike, any feistiness notes from you? Have you noticed any of that in your work? Uh, not so much. I think from the um, uh, I think from the from the forum, I, I kind of noticed uh, in terms of feistiness. I guess Bill Sarai seemed pretty fired up on uh, when he got a lot of. The crime questions, there was a lot of crime questions, as we probably would expect that uh, at that forum. And uh, uh, he was a little, you know, 
feisty, I guess, when answering yeah. those questions, being like, you know, kind of playing that whole as the incumbent, like, you know, we've had it, we've tried, we're, we're yeah. going to keep, keep trying type of Did thing. Did you see him this morning uh, in his parade of sign holders by the Overlanders? He's out there at Bill No, Street. I didn't see him when I drove by, but I see a whole that's called Burma shaving for some weird reason. It's called a Burma shave when you go out there with all the people. So I've seen a few uh, a few of those groups. Uh, Burma shaving? Yeah, that's what they call it, the Burma oh. shave. It's when you go out and you, uh, and you have all your campaign. Oh, okay. You do this, so you didn't know that. Uh, what about you? You were there uh, making things happen? But yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was, um, there was a few people. I mean, Bonnie Cleland jumped out at me just because she was so um, overly earnest and funny and she was loud and she was she had her baby in the back. She kept going and, and, and checking on. And she was honest and she was endearing. I think people kind of liked that because it brought uh, kind of up sort of like an energetic end to the evening because she was the last group. I thought um, the mayoral candidates, I think they all... We said earlier, none of them jumped out, yeah. but I think they all um, answered the questions quite well. I think Ray, Ray was quieter than most, uh, but he had the good answer on the greenhouses, there, yeah. uh, you know, about the food security. And I think um, to, to, they all had answers that appealed to s certain segments of the people. And uh, we had four groups of councillors. We had 21 councillors there. And I think, um, yeah, I, th I think there, there was a few that, the few that are not going to win, you're going to write them off because they just, they don't know the issues. Yeah. They um, they didn't know a lot of the, what they were talking about, and including one, like I said earlier, Liver Every Air. He said, I don't know a lot. I'm kind of a comedian. Um, I don't think he's in it for a lark. I think he's in it to, to he has some ideas. But there there's you could tell during the forum there are certain people who are, aren't going to be in the top eight, and that's just the, the way it is. But there's probably more than eight, in my mind, that are vying for those eight. It's going to be a tough yeah. race. Yeah, that kind of stood out to me between... Uh uh, what was it? Lavervier. Daryl Lavervier. Lavervier and Proctor. They, the two of them, they committed the, the cardinal sin at these debates is saying that your opponent had a good idea and everybody else has taken mine. <laughs> that stood out to me as like one of those cancers where you, you got you to come prepared. You either repeat yourself or you try and rephrase it. You got to let people know. I think at these things, especially at the municipal level, it's just such a sea of names when people get in that... that, that uh, ballot box. I've, I've been there before. You want to, at these things to hear from people and you want to be like, yeah, that sticks yeah. out to me. I like that. Yeah. You know, you want... So you think you kind of you blew his moment to embrace the moment. Yeah, you you can't do that. Like, it's just political suicide. To, you, you put yourself at the back of the pack, I think, when you start answering questions that way. Okay. Online polls. I want to talk about this and how much stock do we put in them. Our poll, KTW Online, um, for mayors. Uh, Hamer Jackson, 40 point 63%, Dieter Duty 20.89, Sadie Hunter 16.14, Arjun Singh 12.66, and Ray Dollywell 9.68. 1,580 votes. This is the second uh, mayoral poll we've done. We did, uh, we did one in the spring. I put one up, and then I said we're going to do another one right before the election. And the results were similar back then. I mean, Reed Hamish Jackson got up there. The, the results mean nothing. It doesn't matter who's in front because it's, 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 just, it's, it's not scientific poll. It's not Angus Reid where you're actually doing the scientific polling. You're saying it's, you know, it's, it's right within 2% nine times out of 10. It's, it's hey, hey Martha, our <laughs> candidate's there and they get all their people to go there and they vote. So yeah. it doesn't mean anything. It's for fun. It's just fun. Uh, a good example is when Ajax Mine was in, was, was a big debate here. And the Ajax Mine um, we had a couple of questions regarding, do you support it? Do you think it should be approved? And our normal poll voting over a week is about five, 700. And then that one went up to like 4,000 votes. And, and it used to be, it was even until the last couple of days and then pro Ajax supporters went in there and it went shoo. So it doesn't mean anything, um, but it's just, it's just for fun. It's, it's just for people to go to our website, get some more clicks and views and. Uh, <laughs> any, any thoughts on that, Wallace, on the poll stuff? 
Well, um, online polls are not elections. It takes a lot more effort to go and cast a ballot. And, um, you know, online polls, you can send a link to your buddy in, I don't know, Dawson City. And, and we don't know how yeah. people are using these, the candidates, to, to show maybe more support than they may have. It's a kind of a marketing tool probably for some candidates. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how it um, compares to... What yeah, okay. yeah, and there is there's there's a back end to it when when I go and when I close it or, or look at it, it tells you where people are voting from, how many local, how many non-local. There's a lot of people who were in Kamloops voting on that poll, so yeah. you could be in Kazakhstan and just say, oh, I vote. You yeah, know, vote on different computers. So. Swarb also voted twice in our poll before. You have? I think. No, you can't do that. You can't no, do that? No. Is it IP address? Not or? unless you're like jumping from your mom's computer to your dad's yeah. computer, your brother's computer in different homes. Okay. It's oh, hard it is to that do. sophisticated. Yeah. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but that, having said that, it could be like it could be dead on or it could be completely off. I'm just saying it's not scientific. So we could wake up on Sunday and the poll could be exactly or it could be the opposite. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the online poll. What about endorsements? Recent endor endorsements and how they could uh, There's been quite a few lately, yeah. Wallace, you want to start with that one? Yeah, we, it's notable even how many people are endorsing people, prominent people in the community that are weighing in um, on the election. We're seeing past politicians. We had Terry Lake early uh, in the campaign weighing in. We just saw Todd Stone endorse a number of candidates. Um, interesting, I didn't see a mayoral candidate there, but you can probably guess based on the party he's affiliated with, who he's chosen and who's been tapped by that said party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, probably Dieter Duty. Yeah. So uh, there's been a lot of a lot of endorsements. We have seen developers um, endorse. We've seen uh, we're going to see a candidate form tonight by the home builders. That should be interesting. Um, Dale Bass, I think, as well by Frank Quinn and Frank Quinn. Yeah. Mitchell and Sabrina Weeks. Yeah. yeah. Sabrina yeah. Weeks. Um, so she's we got saw the Tina Lang also yeah. uh, weigh in. Um, who, who? Sorry. Tina Lang, former councilor. Okay, yeah. There's been, I think it's notable just in the sheer amount of people who want their voice heard yeah. uh, and want their take heard. And, and unions, QP uh, released yeah. yesterday, QP released their list of endorsements and the Kamloops Labor Council earlier did. So, mm -hmm. the, so the sort of the left-wing labor vote is out there and those people who are strong unionists have a list of people that the unions want them to vote for. Mm -hmm. This is your beat. You do this. So are you noticing that this is... Um, more people are paying attention to this in the past, or are you not really noticing that? Um, I feel like this. there's a lot of attention on this election compared to others. Um, I remember the, uh, the last election, the mayoral race, it kind of felt almost like a bit like there was, you know, a placeholder candidate against um, Ken Christian. So now there's a lot more buzz in the community. I'm hearing a lot of people asking me, oh, what do you think? And, you know, um, there's more, as we talked about, the feistiness. Like, I don't remember seeing something like this. Maybe I just didn't catch it, but I brought this just to show this Kamloops 22 Election Express. Yeah. You probably won't be able to see this. No. But this just has been circulating downtown, and it's this kind of um, tongue-in-cheek newsletter, satirical, anonymous, talking about very inside baseball city issues, um, little jokes about candidates and somebody's obvious... Does um, it lean toward 
you know, promoting somebody or, or... Well, Chris had said he actually knows who it is. Yeah, so. they, that, these, yeah. Are, these are the ones I had to take off the chairs. There was dozens of them on the, the forum, and I had to go to Bronwyn Scott. She was putting these out, and I said, you can't put these here. How come? <laughs> because the rules are nothing inside the forum. Why? Well, yeah. I, I have a right to speak. I said, go outside the forum. I rented the place. Give me 300 bucks, you can do it. And so she went outside with her friend, and they handed these out, and then people brought them in. That was just a technicality. But yeah, this is interesting. It's a... It's a it's um, it's a it's a big uh, also uh, anti pesticide uh, group, and um, they have some issues that they've been trying to uh, address council with. But look, if you put in this much effort, this looks like a newsletter, yeah. Yeah. and it's in coffee. It's in a coffee shop downtown. Yeah. My husband just came upon it and brought it to me and said, "Hey, what the heck is this?" And I said, "I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it before." And I started reading it, and I thought, "Huh." I mean, they made it look like fake news stories with yes. like fake sources, and yes. it's, it's like there's a significant amount of effort that went into printing this, distributing it, and writing it. It's just interesting that people are this invested yeah. in paying attention. Yes, which I guess is good in some ways if it's going to translate to more people voting. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael, what about the vocal support for Reed Hamer Jackson? Did you did you notice that at the forum, and have you noticed it elsewhere? And do you think that is indicative of what's going on out there? Yeah, it's hard to say. You you never really know who you know if it's if it's uh, if the loudest or, or the majority or if it's the vocal minority type of thing. Uh, I think every mayoral candidate kind of had a little cheering section at our forum. I had heard we didn't cover uh, CFJC's forum the night before, but I had heard from some people who did that uh, Reed's supporters kind of you know uh, kind of dominated that one or, or they filled up uh, that one. But Sadie uh, said Sadie said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think everybody kind of had uh, their own little cheering section. And as far as, you know, kind of the broader uh, appeal, I got to say when I, when I talk to certain people or people ask me uh, about the candidates, I, I always, oftentimes I see Reed and, and Ray Dollywall kind of courting the same votes. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't know, really know if it's like, if it, obviously ever since, you know, Trump in 2016, nobody wants to, you know, be like CNN and just call it and, and write off any candidate. And in a five horse race, you can't, somebody could, you know, everyone, if everybody brings a 20% to the table, somebody could just slip in there. So any, it's, it, it is, for that reason, anybody's yeah. race. And that might be why we're seeing more chatter this year, because it's not just a placeholder yep. mayoral election. Um, but I don't know, my gut feeling says that, you know, Reed and Ray will probably split a lot of their vote. They're going for a lot of the same people. And so I don't know if it's this big groundswell that, uh, that people might think it is. I think it's that, that kind of vocal minority mm -hmm. that, you know, they have apt concerns, but I just don't know if it's a, I don't, I don't know if it's a huge contingent of the voting population right now. We'll see. Well, so you can touch on anything you want. Uh, you've got notes there. Anything else you want to get into? <laughs> Always have notes. Um, interesting to see the advanced voter turnout. We um, heard from the city that the uh, early numbers are about double that of the 2018 election. Um, now the city staff who are helping to orchestrate the election are um, orchestrate probably isn't the right word. <laughs> <laughs> um, put it together, yeah. plan it. Yep. Make it happen. Yep. So uh, they say that the additional polling station in North Kamloops is likely at play. But um, as we've been talking here today, that mayoral race, how many of those people are just motivated to get out there and um, vote for their candidate? That's the question. This was the more than 2,400 voted on October 5th or 8th. Another chance today, I think. Yeah, yeah. 12th is the last day. 8 to 8 on the 12th. Yeah. yeah. So the 2,400 was about 3% of 80,000 uh, and change that are eligible. Mm -hmm. Folds, you want to put a bow on this? 
Um, just, yeah, it's just almost impossible to, to predict. Um, I think I have the, um, I know exactly which five trustees are going to be elected and, and in which order. Can, can, are you, can you make predictions then? Like, yeah, are you, can, well, then sure. you make, make your predictions. Yeah, so that, that's the only prediction I know. I know the, everyone knows the five candidates for trustee. That's a, that's a lock. And I think uh, I have five counselors. Well, let's hear. Let's well, hear them. if you're willing to share them. Yeah. It's up. It's up to sure. you. Uh, yeah, um, John O'Fee. Endorsement. <laughs> no, no endorsement. I don't vote, as you know, James Peters. I don't 1992, vote. Nineteen ninety-two, right? Nineteen ninety-two was the last time I voted. Uh, Ninety-one, actually, before I became a reporter. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll guess, and this is not who I want to win. This is if I'm betting money. This is who I'm betting on, yeah. just based on who I talk to, and based on the signs, and based on name recognition, and based on everything. School trustee John O'Fee, uh, Cole Hickson, uh, Kathleen Carpuck. Joe Kang, Heather Grief. Okay. It's guaranteed. Hickson's just everywhere. He actually Hickson's <laughs> everywhere. I think I just saw him in the hallway over <laughs> He's there. Back so, here um, yeah. And then for mayor, I don't know. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. And it could be anyone. But if I, I was a betting man, I would probably bet. I, I wouldn't know where, where to go. Because part of me thinks that Reed Hammy Jackson might squeak in. Part of me thinks that Dieter Duty might squeak in. Some people I talk to, some, part of me thinks Arjun Singh and Sadie Hunter might squeak in. Uh, with all due respect to Ray, he's a great guy. I don't think Ray's going to win. I think it's a race between the other four. I really do. And for council, I think uh, Katie Newstater has a really good chance. Kelly Hall. And this is based on who they know. Their involvement in the community yeah. is huge. Their visibility and, and, and the amount of advertising and signs out there is massive because people are busy. People have things to do on a Saturday. And sometimes they'll go in there and say, oh, I remember seeing this guy sign. Yeah. Or, I saw this guy huge. doing the Burma shave. Newstater's a lock. Kelly Hall, I think, is in. Yeah. I think he can't discount the three incumbents because incumbency is massive name recognition. So Sarai, Bass, and O'Reilly, I think will probably get in somewhere. I think they might finish lower than last time because of the anger vote. Mm -hmm. I think Darpan Sharma has a really good chance of getting in. I'm not sure about his two coalition mates. I think they might just be on the bubble. And I think a dark horse, the dark horse to the to the norm, to the average people is Margot Middleton. I think she gets in because she. A lot of people said they, they impressed with her on some of the forums. She's steady. She's a really good business acumen. Yep. And she's got a great, uh, a great pitch. She's the only candidate of all uh, 30, uh, 28 running for, the, for council and mayor. She's the only candidate who says, if I'm elected, I'm don donating my entire salary, which is north of $40,000 mm -hmm. to local charities. If, if, if I have an Abbotsford manure cannon at your head and I say, you've got to pick a mayor, mm -hmm. who's it going to be? You had to pick. Okay. Not that I want, but who I think's going to win. Who I think's who going to think's win. Who you think's going to win. Yeah. If, if, I, if I was doing a pool, I would say Dieter Duty. Dieter Duty. Because of the split vote that Michael talked about with the anger vote. I call it the so-called anger vote. And I think that, uh, that uh, yeah, Reed and, and, and Ray will, will split a vote and it, to their detriment. And I think Sadie and Arjun are going for the same vote more so than Dieter. Okay. Up the middle. Yeah, sort of a socially conscious vote. Not that Dieter isn't socially conscious, but I think that they appeal to a different voter than Dieter in some aspects. But he's, he said he's a centrist. Yeah, so I think Dieter, I think those counselors I called, and I think the trustees. And I think you'll see that I was probably pretty damn close. Okay, <laughs> calling his own shot. Mm -hmm. Mike, you need any appliances in your house right now? Oh, I think I'm, no, I'm good so far. Good, Jessica? A few gourds for Halloween. Last year, everything broke. Last year, everything <laughs> broke. Where you should just to replace go. it all at once. <coughs> I need my fridge. I got my. Remember, I had my uh, furnace. Uh, cool. You should have went to Cold Control. Thir they only do the big commercial. Remember, thirteen hundred bucks. No, they bucks? sometimes do residential. Thirteen hundred bucks a couple weeks. You don't ago, watch a commercial, right? I went there and they, they came in and it was thirteen hundred yeah. bucks to fix it. I was all and then uh, the, the heat won't work, so I had to call another place today. You They're, still didn't call Cold Control. No, I called your buddy. 
Jurista. Jurista's Interior company, Plumbing and they Heating came out, have not advertised with us yet. Well, they should because they came out and in about two hours a guy fixed it. Another bill that I can't afford. But anyway, thanks to them for fixing it. And um, uh, I just can't afford to live anymore. It's oh, just crazy, okay. man. This was a long-winded way of flipping to our commercial to Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. Don't want the nine-hour cycle, please! Freaking $500 hydro bill piece of trash. I need to speak to Gord on the Niner. Hey, no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner. First things first, pal, you should probably update your sign. Number two, my dishwasher is mangled, tangled again. The nine hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have a look. You got a price in mind? Money is not an obstacle for me. <laughs> Money's definitely an obstacle. He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? Well, this here is gonna be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher. Just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget friendly model. Still a great dishwasher. Just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't work for me. Let's see if you can fix mine at home. Alrighty then. There you go. Seems to be good. How's the fridge working? The fridge is fine, Gord. It's Steve. That's one of LED's classic picks. LED right there. Pick, yeah. One of his best ones ever. Logan Stankoven after scoring a goal. Greg, you were at the game on uh, Friday night. Yeah. What was it missing? Stankoven and Kiefler. Stankoven, Kiefler. Won't be missing Stankoven on Tuesday. He's coming back. That's his first home game. Normally it's a Tuesday night versus Brandon. Kind of a dog on the schedule, but Blazers, it's all going well for them right now. So he comes back. I talked to him yesterday. He lost his luggage, his hockey gear, so he couldn't practice yesterday, but I talked to him after practice about a few things. How can he follow up his season last year? 45 goals, 104 points in 59 games last season. Can he reach 50 this year? What do you think? I think so. Even without these, even with the, he'll, he'll be out, he'll probably be at the World Juniors, right? And are they doing it yeah, in December? Yeah. He's missed uh, the first few. Yeah, I think he'll hit. So he's yep. missed four games mm -hmm. and he's going to miss probably eight or nine more. Mm -hmm. So let's just say he misses 14 games and plays 54 games. Mm -hmm. That's that's not a lot of time to get 50 goals. Well, I think he'll get 50. He'll I, be more than, more than a goal a game. I agree he will too. He got 17 and 17 games in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Here's another question. Can he catch no. Connor Bedard? No. Bedard has a 15-point lead already. No, no Bedard's going to even accelerate that. He's a generational player. Okay. Yeah. So five exhibition games in Dallas. He comes back to the Blazers. I talked to him about that. I talked to him about losing his luggage, about Bedard, and a bunch of other things in this clip right here. My gear, my sticks, and my luggage bags. So I showed up to the airport. Uh, I had my carry-on backpack, and that's about it. So uh, uh, I was trying to look for some gear last night, and uh, you know, I uh, talked to the coaching staff, and they said, "Hey, we'll give you a day off today, and uh, hopefully my gear uh, can come in." Because last night I checked, uh, I got trackers in the bags, so uh, just the Apple trackers, and um, they were seen in Denver last night, but uh, today they're seen in Vancouver. So hopefully they make it in by tonight. Getting a little closer to home, but you're, you're back to home now. Uh, five exhibition games under your belt. So what was the biggest takeaway for you? Uh, I think just uh, what it takes to play at that level. Um, I think the, the speed and uh, you know the, the pace of play isn't that much different from you know when I was at World Junior, so I was pretty well adjusted to that. But I think just you know how much uh, you know physically mature uh, those guys are compared to myself, and um, you know they're bigger and. Uh, you know, every, everybody thinks the game at uh, you know such a, a good speed and or such a fast speed, and um, 
you know, it's easy for them to knock pucks out of the air. So I think just being able to kind of find those quiet areas to score goals is the biggest difference for me. When you get that taste, and such a big taste this time, how much does it affect your desire to want to be in the show full time? Yeah, I mean, you get treated like royalty and, you know, you're flying on private jets and, you know, you're getting steak meals and uh, you, just, you just get treated, uh, you know, so well. And um, it's something you got to earn, though. You don't just uh, get it handed to you. And, um, you know, I kind of got a fir- good first taste of that. But, uh, you know, uh, hopefully next year that's uh, the life I want to be living. This year you flip the switch right away. How quickly can you flip the switch and realize that the task at hand now is um, the Blazers and what lies ahead this season? Yeah, obviously it's a big season with Memorial Cup. And um, I think that was kind of... Uh, what I was uh, kind of looking forward to, you know, I think it was more of a realistic goal was to, to be back in Calips again this year. And obviously it would have been nice to play in Dallas, but, uh, you know, I think everyone knew and, uh, you know, I'd be coming back to Calips this year and uh, hopefully have a, a good start here with the guys and um, may take a few games to kind of get, uh, you know, adjust to the pace again and, um, you know, kind of figure out how to play with, you know, new, new line mates potentially. So um, hopefully just figure that out and then, uh, yeah kind of uh, pick up from, from where I left off last season. So what does team success look like for you this season? Um, I think just remembering that feeling of, uh, you know, that loss in Game 7 to Seattle and uh, kind of keep that in the back of our minds uh, just to kind of keep us, you know, motivated and hungry. And I think we had a great group of guys here and uh, we're confident in our group and, um, you know, kind of see see where the year takes us. Obviously, you know, we want to win our division again and, and go as far as we can in playoffs. And, um you know, being a Memorial Cup host, you want to win your way there. You don't want to be the team that loses out in the first couple of rounds and then sits around for a month waiting for, for the tournament to start. So uh, we want to win it all, and then, uh, yeah, hopefully that kind of leads right to Memorial Cup. There's a lot of people here that are going to show up just to watch you, and they want to know what can you do after your season last year. So what do you have in store for us as far as individual success, and can you beat last year's totals? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be a hard, uh, hard year to follow up, and obviously, I don't think I'll have as many games this season. Just with you know, I've already missed I think four games, and um, potentially World Juniors, right? So I think that's a good nine and ten games right there. And um, yeah, obviously, having more games has uh, more potential to, to put up more points. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't really think too much about that. Obviously, uh, yeah, I want to fill the net and do what I can offensively, but at the same time, you know, uh, make sure that our, our team has success and. Um, you know, we want to be uh, firing at all cinder- cylinders coming, you know, playoffs and then World Cup. 50 goals. Can you get there? It's going to be hard. Um, you know, I think uh, I think after last season, you know, a bit of a slow start, you know, goals-wise. I thought I picked it up there uh, the second half. Hopefully, uh, I don't have any of those, you know, kind of blips, you know, right away. Hopefully, kind of fill the back of the net and uh, obviously 50 goals would be uh, a good goal to, to set. And, um, yeah, like I kind of said before, not really focus on it too much. Obviously, if it happens, then that's that's awesome. That's great. But uh, at the same time, if it doesn't, then you know there's lots of hockey to look forward to. There's a guy out there in Regina who's 15 points ahead of you. He's got a head start. Can you catch him? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be hard. Uh, he's a special player, and um, obviously you're older too. So um, you know that's gonna help his case. You know, being a, a, a year older uh, makes a huge difference in this league. So. Um, yeah, he puts up so many points, and uh, you know, he's a great player for them. So it's gonna be gonna be hard to keep up to a guy like that. But uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, one of those things where you try and kind of compete compete against them, and you know, uh, see where things go. That's Fraser Minton. He, by the way, Greg is gonna be back in Kamloops uh, this Sunday, and he will be in the lineup most likely 
next Friday. What so was his injury again? Wrist injury. Toronto, right? So yeah. Toronto, he's just staying in Toronto to work with their crack medical staff. That's the only reason he's not coming back. Plus he needs to play the piano He's got to play the piano right. in yes. Toronto. So Blazers fans, basically, all your top guns are, are coming back here. It's good news for the team. It kind of feels like the season's just starting, Yeah. realistically. Both these guys are probably going to end up getting maybe maybe mega contracts, but not quite as big as the mega contract we signed with. McDonald's, we sponsor our very next segment, Folder Dash. A lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. So we are educating our crew and staff on different things like pride or uh, just diverse cultures that we have working here. Um, so we talk about like Diwali and stuff like that. That sounds like a really unique position that maybe other companies don't have. I mean, what does it mean to you to be able to have that kind of position? Um, it's really nice. Um, I actually love this position. I get to learn a lot about uh, a lot of cultures, which is very interesting to me. Um, and as well as educating about some things that I'm passionate about. Um, pride is one thing. Um, I'm gay, so it's nice to be able to educate our staff on, on stuff like this. Folder Dash? Folder Dash. Folder Dash. This is the segment where we combine your love of the English language um, with your tendency to blow up on social media. We haven't done this segment in a while. You can't stand the Toronto Blue Jays. No. You can't stand the Toronto Blue Jays. No, I can't. So no. why? It's a long story, but it boils down to this. They, they betrayed the Montreal Expos. They hastened their departure from Canada. And they're also owned by a corporation that uh, it's Canada's team that ceaselessly tries to kill the CFL. So no, Rogers can go screw themselves. The Blue Jays can go screw themselves. And nothing made me happier than to see the Blue Jays, the Rogers-owned Blue Jays, uh, do a Maple Leaf-type choke for the ages against Seattle. Right. So this is what happened. This is a bad play on Wrathful. Wrathful. So for that exact, I knew you were going to say something happened way back in the day. Despite the fact that it is Canada's team, it's no, it's not. Team the Expos Canada. are Canada's teams. And uh, anyway, so this happens, the Jays lose, they blow it. And I can just tell Foldy's at home, he's probably got his UP costume on because he's such a big Expos guy, right? Oh yes, yeah, I have a UP costume. And you're waiting on Twitter to, to pounce. And here comes somebody to tee you up. It's Bowen Asman, who is a Kelowna Now reporter. Bowen Asman is a good friend of my daughter. I met him and talked about journalism with him. Oh, no way. Yes. Okay. His goal is to be a big sports reporter for... Uh, TSN or Sports Illustrated, he might make it too. Okay, there we go. Now uh, that's not his real name. I think that's his Twitter handle. <laughs> no, it's his real name. It's not Asman. It's not? No, I yeah, don't think so. I, it is. I looked on his articles. Okay, maybe it is, yeah. Bowen Bowen. I just know him as Bowen. He's a nice kid. Anyway, he comes in. He says, Toronto sports teams, unbridled optimism, epic choke jobs. And there, Folsey, this is your chance to come in. So in swoops, Folsey, thank God the Jays lost insufferable bastards who helped kill the Expos, Canada's true baseball team, go M's. Yes, absolutely. What about these young kids like Flatty Jr.? I don't hate the players. I hate the institution that is they the They didn't Blue do Jays. anything wrong, though. These, that's my point. Like, yes. Flatty Jr., what did he do to you? And think about his dad was His dad expo. was the, the greatest Expo, one of the greatest Expos of all time. It's the corporation. It's the team. It's the, it's the culture. But all these young kids working so hard. And you In don't 2001, care. they voted to contract the Expos. And when the ex and they were trying to see the San Francisco Giants in 76 were having a really, really tough time. And they were going to move to Tampa Bay or Toronto. And, th and there was rumors that they're going to move to Toronto. And the Expos had say in that because even though they didn't have a territorial right, they had a country right. And the Expos said, we welcome them. We'll help you come here if, if San Francisco moves. Turns out San Francisco got the stadium. They, they got financing. They stayed there. And then the next year in 77, when they expanded, the Expos 
supported Toronto coming to a market that was going to bite into their revenue sharing. But they said, no, come here. We want you here. We like you How here. How old was Vladdy Jr. when that happened? Then, wasn't a few years and later, and, and, and then not, not too long after, Toronto pays back Montreal's <laughs> welcome mat by by demanding some of the revenue from uh, broadcast and radio rights in southeast Ontario that used to be Montreal's. They took it away from them. And then they voted to contract them and they didn't stop them from going to Washington, D.C. You've got all these old gripes and you have no, no care for no, these, these young gripes. men who are working so hard to achieve their goals. It had nothing to do with 1977. Yeah, well, if Vladdy, Vladdy had any kind of character, he would have refused to play for, for, for Toronto. He would have sat out until Montreal gets the baseball team back as God intended. But no, he didn't do that because he's greedy. Okay, so wrath folds, that's one thing. There was one more. Saturday, October 8th at 4.15 p.m. This is when you tweeted this. Just minutes, just minutes after your own uh, BC Lions dropped the game. This is supposed to be your favorite team of all time, but yeah. you just weren't in the mood to, to pick them up or be nice to them. In swoops, Foldsy, you played, so at BC Lions right away, <laughs> you played an Argo, I'm sure they're all paying attention to this yeah. tweet, do Matt Baker's, like what, what's going on here? You played an Argo team that our South Kamloops Titans high school squad could beat and you lose. This loss guarantees a road playoff game and immediate end of the season. Again, well done. Yes, I was pissed off. You have little faith. You're, that's that's your team. I was pissed off. Penalties. Sean White, your nemesis. Exactly. Missing, missing, the, missing an easy field goal. His first. He had 17 straight going in there. And I blame the announcers because just as he was lining up, they said he's hit 17 straight. And I yelled at the TV. I swore at the TV because they just jinxed him. He goes wide left. He does a Buffalo Bill. A good South way. Surrey guy, semi-amu. Yes, semi-amu. That's guy. right. So, but I, no uh, I, I but I, then I thought about that, and I had some drinks with some buddies that night. I was at the game that night, the the um, Blazers game, and I thought about it. The same day, Winnipeg Blue Bombers clinched. Uh, first, so they can't, they're playing for nothing. They played BC twice. They won't be as eager, so I think BC will, will win this weekend against Winnipeg, and they're back in the hunt for a home playoff okay, team. So you've bounced back. It was I just a little back. bout of anger, and yes. you got it out yep. at, at the lines. Yeah, pretty pretty upsetting. South Canada's Titans, by the way, 1-0 and in regular Good season. Good team. Yep. Good team, yes. They beat the Salmon Arm Goals last Friday. I think yep. it was 38 nothing. Mm -hmm. the sixth ranked team in the province. Let's wrap the show. That's right. Anything? How do you feel about the show today? Good, good. All politics all the time. And uh, I guess next week we'll be talking about uh, the election that was and see uh, whether or not uh, uh, what came to fruition because it's very, um, very wide open. Eh? Next week we're hoping to have the new police chief on. Yes, I think we have him penciled in on the 19th. Yes. And we're yes. hoping to have him along with the new mayor. Jeff Pelly is, is the new superintendent of the RCMP. We hope to have him on. And whoever's elected mayor, we're hoping to have them on if they could turn around on a tight schedule. Do you think we could have them both on at the same time or one after another? I don't know. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. Good talk. Mike, anything to add here? The uh, police are coming next week. <laughs> well, they can, you can talk about the problems you've had actually here, yes. all the break-ins. Yeah. Okay, we thank New Leaf Produce Market for everything they've done for us for a long time. They're our old school sponsor to Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center as well, and to McDonald's, brand new contract. We drink exclusively McDonald's coffee uh, on the show. <laughs> for Chris, for Engineer Greg, Greg the Engineer, Magic Mike, Bill, and Marty, we'll see you last week.